Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Last Sunday, I spoke to you uh, on calling. I've learned that there are at least three things that help us become and to stay successful. Um, I want to speak to you humbly because, uh, you know, I don't want it to seem to you that I'm coming from a place where I know it all. No, I don't. But I've learned and I'm learning still some things from the Lord that actually make us uh, prosper and uh, become successful and not just become successful, but to stay successful. Uh, So the three things are calling, cutting edge and character. Uh, And uh, I spent uh, some time telling you seven points of how you should know your calling and live it. And I have five points on cutting edge and for character, Uh, I won't spend too much time on that, although a whole message or two can be spent on just character. Uh, But I'm just going to touch a little bit on it. But these three things is very, very important. So calling, or in other words, mission, or in other words, purpose, which is our theme for this year, uh, is uh, in the form of this question, you can can, uh, ask yourself this question, is this what I'm supposed to do? That's what calling is. Is this what I'm supposed to do? I'm holding this mic now and I'm speaking to you. Is this what I'm supposed to do? If it's not what I'm supposed to do, then I'd rather find something else. Uh, Because I gave you a statement last Saturday. The statement was this. I don't want to fail uh, to do what I am called to do. And I also don't want to succeed to do what I'm not called to do. And I told you this last Saturday. A lot of people on this earth are very successful doing what they were not called to do. And they can be very happy only to find out when they come before God in heaven and God says, okay, I gave you an assignment. You know, I told you about my grandmother sending me uh, to uh, the shops. Uh, well, the shop, the one shop opposite our house. I was only six going on seven, no? But those days, uh, they treat us, uh, you know, young kids uh, as, you know, sort of like your adult very quickly and go and buy. And I, I, I was mistaken last week. I told you that she gave me a list. My grandmother actually didn't give me a list. She only sent this six going on seven-year-old kid, one thing to do. That's one thing. And I think it was something like, buy mama, uh, you know, maybe a packet of sugar, you know. So, uh, I went opposite uh, the road, uh, and uh, I told you last Saturday, uh, the shop, uh, you know, is filled with temptation. Uh, Right at the front are sweets and biscuits, and I don't know why, but I didn't come back with the sugar. I came back with everything else but the sugar. And sometimes in life, we can be like that. God sent us for an assignment and when we get to heaven, we have done everything. Just like that scripture that says, uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, right? Uh, uh, and it says, if, you know, but, but they said, didn't we heal in your name? Didn't we this and that and this and that and this? So they go through the whole list and thought that they were doing all right. But he says, I never knew you. Uh, so the, you know, it's, it's, it's scary in a, in a way, but it's also, since we are alive, it's a good reminder uh, that before we breathe our last and before we meet God, uh, if he wanted sugar, get him sugar lah. Because my, my grandmother gave me five ringgit and I'm, I'm sure there was supposed to be some change because this was a long, long time ago and I was supposed to give her back change. But I came back with sweets. I go like, Grandma, you wanted me to go out and buy sweets, right? I'm sure. Because I'm sure you want me to be happy, right, Grandma? And some of you are walking around, I'm, God, I'm sure you want me to be happy, right? And so you buy everything for yourself except uh, what you needed to do with life. And uh, <coughs> so uh, that was on calling. Uh, let's go on to the next slide. The next slide speaks about character. So I want to jump into character because I'm not having a a session just on character. I'm not having a message just on character. So suffice just for today, um, character is that which can ultimately make or break you. Do you agree? So now you're you're very successful uh, and uh, the question is whether you can maintain that success till the very end. Uh, And many people miss this. Even pastors have missed this. And when I say this, I say this this humbly because I also can miss it if I'm not careful. Um, People, uh, the most successful people in the world can miss it. Uh, I know of a particular, no author, no, I don't know him personally, but I know of a particular person who's a very, 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 very rich man uh, and I thought that he was just, you know, because he's already in his, you know, I won't say the age, but he's already quite old and I thought to myself, just maybe 10 more years, if he can just last 10 more years, uh, he'll probably go back to heaven. Uh, and say, oh God, you know, this is my testimony. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, in his 70s, he divorced his wife. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, why does this happen? No? 
just, just a bit more to go already. Just a bit, you, you, you've had like 55 years of great testimony, huh? and just a bit, a bit more to go on it. Why? Huh? You know, the devil is really out to spoil our testimony. He doesn't want to give us a chance, you know. The last bit, guys, it's like, like, you're like, it's like you, you know, I was a 400 meter runner. It's like you run so well, already, and then 399, you stop. You know? I'm just tired. Lah. The, 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 the rope is just there, the, the finishing line is just there. You, Never mind, like, you know, and then you walk away, you know. Uh, uh, or uh, like, like how uh, one of my older uncles, you know, he, he, he used to talk to me uh, in this way. Oh, you know, Kenny, now is your time. Now is your time. Uncle has, I've done everything already. Uh, my time has passed. I say, uncle, you're still alive, you know. As long as you, you're still alive, uh, your time hasn't passed, you know. Your time only passed when you're dead. So uncle, please, uh, don't talk like that. No, 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 Kenny, it's your time. I've done everything. No, no, you've not done everything yet. As long as God gives you life, you still have got something to do. Yeah. Otherwise, God will take you home. Yeah. So, uncle, please, you also, don't just say, Kenny, you are, you know, 40 years younger than me, you run well. I say, uncle, you also better run well. In fact, that in your last lap, you better run well. Some people stop one, I don't know why. How are you going to get the prize? Hey, 400 meter race, uh, doesn't mean 399. Some people think, enough really. Lah. Who said enough? 100 meters means 99 meters. Uh. No. You know, it means all the way lah. Touch the rope lah, friends. You know, but this is the thing. This is the thing. So character is very important. You got to hold to the very end, guys. You know, and, 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 and the more successful we are, the more temptation come our way. <coughs> so guys, be careful, right? And, and ladies too. Be careful. Uh, just, let's just make sure that we finish this race well. So what is character? Character is that which can ultimately make or break you. You know, you, 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 you do so well already yeah, and all the people remember is that uh, the last three years of your life, you committed adultery. Hey, don't need lah. Like why? What kind of, why? You understand? Because you'll be remembered for life like that. You know, the, there's one guy called, what, Armstrong? Huh? No, the, the, the cyclist? What, is it Armstrong? Lance Armstrong? The most popular cyclist of all time huh? and now, nobody wants to remember him already. You know, because drug la, cheated la, all that, no? And then they wanted to take back all his trophies la, take back, you know, just, why? Why, 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 why you want to end like that? Now, praise God, uh, I guess you can say that God is a merciful Father, He's a gracious God. Maybe if you have done all these things and you come out and tell the truth, and yes, your whole reputation can go down the drain, but as long as you keep your heart right before the Lord, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to be also too um, tough on people who have made mistakes. Uh, because we all make mistakes. Uh, but, you know, be honest, get right with God. And even if people have to take away your trophy, you say, never mind, I don't take away my trophy, but I, I want to get my heart right with God. So, so that's also a, a twist to that. You, you, you got you to gotta understand that you are going to see Him. No? All of you are going to see Him. So make sure that your character... So don't think about your character in the past. Uh, make sure, you know, the character moving on from here to your finishing line. Get that right. Lah, huh? and, and if you are tempted easily or you're weak, then ask the Holy Spirit for help. Because He is called the helper and yet very seldom we ask Him for help. There's a helper. It's like having a, a, a domestic helper and you never ask her to wash anything, never ask her to clean. She's just sitting down there. I don't know, my master never asked me anything. No? And you say, hello, good morning, how are you? Good, have you had your coffee yet? Breakfast? Alright. Sit there. And, and sometimes the Holy Spirit is like that. It's like He's there to help us every single day. Got pain in your body? Ask Him lah. Help me, Holy Spirit. Financial problem, help me, Holy Spirit. But very seldom we talk to the Holy Spirit. You know? So we do all the work ourselves and then Holy Spirit says, I'm here to help you. Why do you think I'm here? I was sent from heaven. Jesus says, it is to your advantage I have come. Alright? So, so please, please, please. I know some of us are very tempted. Some of us are very weak in certain areas. And we go, oh, pastor, you're saying, I need to finish my race well. I need to touch the finishing line. My character is important. But pastor, you know, I'm really struggling. Well, ask the Holy Spirit. He will help you. What else is character? Character is that which can determine whether you stay or stop in the game. You know, um, uh, when we have uh, the character of Christ, uh, for example, uh, and, um, you know, we, uh, when we have a character that's strong uh, in the Lord, uh, you know, we can either continue, well, we, 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 we can continue in the game uh, when we have a strong character or sometimes uh, it can cause us uh, to just stop. Uh, just sees. Um, and uh, the third one is, it is what you'll be remembered by. Do you understand that? It's what we'll be remembered by. P 
People don't always remember what you have done. It, see, the good things in life, uh, uh, you do, and then so, all you need is one bad thing. No? How many of you know that it's a bad thing that people remember? Uh, such is life. Lah, huh? so, so please, uh, uh, I said three things that make you successful and also keep you successful. One is uh, calling, cutting edge, and character. Okay? So I leave character for the end. Although I, I did share it with you already, but I, I, I said character at the end because um, when you fulfill your calling and you know your cutting edge, you do very well, you'll be successful, I, I guarantee you, uh, but watch your character. Is that okay? Watch your character. Uh, this is important. Now let me uh, go to cutting edge. Are you ready for cutting edge? Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to go to the five points soon, but before that I need to just uh, bring you through some thoughts. Other words that describe cutting edge, do you have a cutting edge? Are you living on the cutting edge? Sometimes they say. Uh, these are the words that can describe or define what cutting edge is. What's your difference? Yeah? What is ex-church difference? What is ex-church cutting edge? What is extremes difference? You know, compared to Hill Songs, Planet Shakers, Compared to, uh, who are the other people now? Bethel, Elevation. W what is our difference? Or are we wanting to be like other people? Uh, see, it's very important, you know, if you really want to be successful, uh, ask the question, what is our cutting edge? What is our niche? What is our strength? And I told you last week, uh, don't go around trying to be somebody else, no? Uh, because then, the, at, at most, you'll be a successful copy. But God made us original. So I, I'm also trying not to be any other speaker. Say, Pastor, who do you follow? I don't follow anybody. I, I don't need to. Lah. I tried to. This is a temptation. No, I tried to. But then, uh, I really, I'm like David, uh, having put Saul's armor. You know? And uh, thank God David said, uh, I, have, I, I have not tested this. Uh. This is not me. This is you. And listen, uh, Saul was much taller than David. So sometimes we try to go into people's armour. Uh. Our friend just went with a sling and a stone, uh, friend. Right? Because that's me. He took down Goliath, you know. Like he took down a dog. Right? That's what you do. You throw stone at dogs, right? No, I mean dogs that are coming against you. Like you don't just, just don't, don't just throw stones at any dog, at least. Especially your neighbor's dog. Don't, don't, don't throw stones at dog. But you know, hey, really, can I tell you this? Can I encourage you? All of you were born original. All of you were made special. And God brought all these originals into this church. And then suddenly we want, we want to be a copy. Don't, don't. Okay? Now, uh, you might judge me according to, uh, you, you go, you go away, you go and say, ah, I, I, you know, he doesn't speak like, so and so, like, he doesn't speak, right? So and so, then, so, then go, like, go, go there. If you really enjoy it, go there. But I am not going to be somebody else. So you've either, you either take this and you say, this is the word of the Lord and God is speaking through this chubby man. Uh, you know, uh, or, or there will be places, you know, I'm speaking to the camera also, there will be places. Maybe sometimes you, are, you have three uh, of your gadgets on. You're watching X now. You're watching somebody else's church now. I, I don't know. People like to compare. And that's why sometimes we go under that curse of, of going through other people's comparison and go, oh, I'm not. No, don't, don't worry about it. I know one pastor who was so down, you know, so down. He came and shared with me and my wife. He's about 30 years older than us. And then he says, I was so down and discouraged. Because after I preached one day, someone came up to me and says, you don't preach like Joseph Prince, huh? He was so down. If it was me, I said, I'm not Joseph Prince. You know where it is, not Singapore. You want me to show you the, the address? You can go, you know, it's okay, one. You with me or not? My identity is not based on your comments. My worth is not based on your whatever, you know? You with me or not? I'm just going to be me because I'm comfortable being me. You know, all, all still with me? The difference, guys. The, 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 the origin, originality, the, 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 the niche, the, the strength, the gift. What is your gift? What, what is your call to fame? If you're really good at, you know, um, 
My father used to tell me this, no? He said, Kenny, don't worry. If you really cannot study, although I want you to be a lawyer, but if you really cannot study, <coughs> be good at something. Kenny, just be good at something. Because I've seen Chakwitel seller driving BMW. Who is going to look down on you? Someone said that day, he said, you know, ugly men. Ugly men become very attractive when they have money. He was giving advice to uh, young couples or young people. He said, hey girls, how many of you like ugly men? You know, there's no ugly men in this church. Hallelujah, praise God. But, he's, but he said, how many of you like ugly men? No, no. How many want you to date? Then, how, how many of you want to date ugly men? No, 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 no. How about the ugly man with $10 million in his bank? The silence. Doesn't look so ugly now, right? How about an ugly man who drives a Porsche? Not so ugly now, right? How about an ugly man who has, you know, who's a CEO of, you know, he's, he's a, and, and I mean, this is all just, he's just joking, lah, but he's also telling the truth. He said, hey, I also have to tell you, uh, that ugly men always answer your calls. It is a good looking one who don't answer your calls, right? The ugly man will say, here I am, send me. And I know very quiet, why so quiet? Why it's a joke, lah. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to just get us into this perspective, like, guys, that, uh, that so really, there's no ugly men and there's no ugly women in that sense, okay? You, you got to look at it. So, so uh, what I want to say is that, uh, yeah, so we, we're talking about, where, where were we? My wife is still reminding me. Let's, let's finish. Oh, yeah, fame. <coughs> so, so what's your call uh, to fame? What are you good for? Uh, there is no poor uh, Chakwe Tiao man or Yu Tiao man or, or, you know, a Hokkien Mi man unless, you know, uh, you are just going to be any other Chakwetel man. So my father's advice to me, you know my father, if you know my father, Mike Bernie Chin, uh, he lived by that principle. If I was going to be an entertainer, I, would, I was going to be the best in the world, or best in Malaysia at least. And so he became the best at what he did, and you know, he's remembered until today to be the manager of Sudirman, to be the one who brought Michael Jackson in. So very, very popular until today because he just... So his, his advice to me is, Kenny, not just Kenneth, Kenny... Be the best. You don't have to be a lawyer. Be the best. What's your call to fame? What's your call to fame? How will you be remembered? Who are you? How did God form you? Everybody okay? And of course, the other word is, what's your mojo? La? You know, and mojo, of course, is magic. And of course, you know, we don't use magic. But, but really, what's your, you know, when you step into the room, huh? you know, how do, be, how do people feel when you're around? What is it? And I also know that there's a, a stand-up comedian who said, God made me funny. So I, I can't help it. So when I try to not be funny, I really mess up the whole room. Because I, you know, I have a funny bone. But you know a lot of people who are funny, they stop being funny because they were hurt. And, and not just funny people, but any one of us, when we, there's offense in our lives, we will be the first to stop doing what we were called to do. So you add life. If you are funny, you add life to the room. If you are, I don't know, uh, whatever, whatever your gift, even if you were beautiful, God made you so beautiful uh, that you, you cause everybody's breath to be taken away from the room. <gasps> you come in the room, <gasps> you know, and then the paramedic all come in, oxygen, oxygen, oxygen. It happens all the time. This lady, when she comes in, it happens all the time. They just, they just lose their breath. Then use it for the glory of God. Lah. Are you all with me? Okay, must go to the next slide. Exodus 8.22 Exodus 8.22 Exodus 23 I want to show you something So let's read the word of God And in that day In that day This is God speaking In that day I will set apart The land of Goshen In which my people dwell That no swarms of flies Shall be there So you remember the plagues? The plagues? So the plagues was happening In the whole of uh, Egypt, right? Uh, but What happened? Uh, God prepared a place called Goshen for his people. So this is where we are reading. Huh? Uh, let's read it again. Uh, no, no swarms of flies shall be there. So it was in Egypt, but not here. In order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. Verse 23, God said, I will make a difference. The, the word cutting edge is difference. 
I will give you, listen people, a cutting edge. I will give all of you a niche. I will give all of you a strength like no other. I will make you original, not a copy. I will make you you. I will make you success, successful. I will, I will raise you up. So let's read 23 again. I will make a difference. Can we put the next scripture up please, XTV? I'm not near my notes, so I can't remember which is. Okay, Exodus 9. So we read Exodus 8. Exodus 9 says, Behold, the hand of the Lord will be on your cattle <coughs> in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the oxen, and on the sheep. A very severe pestilence. Wow, pestilence. Sounds familiar? And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So, so nothing shall die of all that belong to the children of Israel. Then the Lord appointed a set time saying, tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. So the Lord did this thing on the next day and all the livestock of Egypt died, but of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Is there, is there another verse? Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. So now, so they went from flies to, you know, death of the animals and then hail. Okay? And, 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 and in, in Goshen, no hail. They did not see one another. This is about darkness now. Nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Alright? Move on. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue against man or beast that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. I want to encourage you today, guys. This is not the mind of man. This is the mind of God. If you want to know what God is thinking, this is how He thinks. Number one, He said, I will make a difference. Number two, it says, and He will make a difference. I want you to see the progression. Huh? The progression is God first declaring, I will make. Right? And then the next progression is, and He will make a difference. Alright? And then third progression is, the last one is, and you, all you people in Egypt will know that our God makes a difference. So, God saying, no matter what you all think, I will make a difference. Even if you don't believe in me, I will still make a difference. But He really wants to get to the second part, which is, you will know. Which is, the people of God will know that our God makes a difference. So before you leave this room today, I pray you all know, He makes a difference. But finally, number three is the whole of Egypt should know also. So number one, I know I will make a difference. I don't care what you know or don't know. I don't care whether you believe it or not. I am God. I will do what I want. I will make a difference. Whether you feel down, whether you feel up, whether you have faith, whether you are faithless, I am God. And I will make a difference because I am the God of the difference. You're for me, not, not for me. I don't care how you, how you woke up this morning. I am God and I do, I do not change. I am going to make a difference. But He does want us to know. So He says, and He will make... So the people of God must know. Do you know in your heart, before you leave this room, that our God makes a difference? You know sometimes people hold up two things in front of you. They say, is there any difference? No, right? If God had to answer that, He says, no, 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 hold on. There is no such thing as no difference. Did you hear that? Hold on a minute. There is no such thing as no difference, especially when it comes to me, says God. There is no such thing. No, 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 we got difference, we got difference. We say, no. Wait and see. If you don't believe it, then the final third one is, every one of you will know that our God does make a difference. I was in homes last night we heard about four testimonies. Four testimonies. And all of it summarized is, God makes a difference. What's the testimony? The testimony is our God is alive and He makes a difference. We are all in the same plague. We are all in the same pestilence, but God makes a difference. We are all, well, those of us who are married, we are married and all of us, are, you know, are having marriage challenges. But with God, there is a difference. We are, we are human beings and we go through the same. We get hungry too. <laughs> we get bored too. But Jesus makes the difference. 
I'd rather have him and live this life, uh, you know, than to not know him. We're all going through the same thing, but I'd rather have him when I go through it. Because he does make a difference. I want you to understand this, guys. I say, yeah, but pastor, but I also got pay cut. My friends also got pay cut. But listen, God is not done yet. You must be able to stand up and say, yeah, my God is not done yet. Say, yeah, but where you make the difference? All the staff also got pay cut. But hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn my back because my God is the kind of God that makes a difference. You can't see today, you will see tomorrow. You can't see tomorrow, you will see it. You will see it. And I will stand steadfast. And I will stand faithful and I will hold on to my God because He's the God that gives me the cutting edge. The cutting edge, guys. What's the next slide, please? Secret weapon. There's another word for cutting edge. God gives His people secret weapon. Secret weapon. I'm telling you. I, 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 um, I was preparing this message, uh, and amazingly, as I was preparing this message, I turned on the television, and uh, <coughs> he went to the news, and there was this Japanese guy, uh, who, uh, yeah, Benji, Japanese. Oh, yes, Benji. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, I, I said Japanese, and he came back. All right. Um, um, so he, he's a, a sushi sashimi chef. And he was selling. And uh, I think he's in Tokyo. Uh, and his place is like 40 minutes out of the city. So people were coming as he opened the shop. This is, this is a documentary a sort of thing on this guy. And because he is uh, someone who founded a particular dish that now causes people to line up to get into his restaurant. But listen... So initially, he was just a normal sashimi chef. People were coming, eating, and then he said, I was doing okay for uh, three to six months, and then people stopped, stopped coming because too far. Too far. They wanted to support me, you know, my friends, my family, and you know, they passed the word around. Three, six months, people coming because of excitement, new place. But then, oh, too far, lah. 40 minutes, too far, 40 minutes, you know. And not only that, your sashimi is normal, meaning that, I can eat the same sashimi just a corner from my house. 40 minutes. Even your best friends also are, after a while they'll be really, you know, be texting on them to come. And so, so you know what he did? He started to lose business, <coughs> but he had stopped. He had bought fish, you know, kept it and believed that, you know, he will sell within the you know, next one, two weeks, you know. And what happened was he said, I had all these fish and they were all rotting. Rotting. And he said, I was so sad, I was so down because it's very expensive. Before this, it would have been finished in one, two weeks. But now, it's rotting, he said. <laughs> I'm watching this, uh, I'm thinking to myself, what's going on, right? What, what, what's next for this guy? Because he said, I was down, I was depressed. I don't know whether I should shut down my, my restaurant, but I thought before I shut down my restaurant, I should eat my own rotting fish. I should eat my own rotting fish. So he took the fish and he started to cut out pieces that were not rotting yet and stuff like that. He said he got sick two, three times but he actually got a breakthrough because fish just, he, this is him uh, and the documentary on, I think it was BBC or CNN. Uh, just, uh, please don't try this at home. Uh. Don't try this at home. Because uh. I think he, he said, I had to study this for six months. And he said, I vomited, I had purging. He said, but, he said, it's expensive fish, so I, I just ate it. He's a, he's a single guy, you know, I, he said, I have to survive, I just eat. So, as he's doing that, he experimented, just before it totally rots, uh, it's the most delicious. This, this is not me telling you, uh, this is, not, this is, uh, this is you, you, you can Google it or whatever it is, uh, I can't remember the name. He says, and he started experimenting on it. And he says, the taste was so good. And so he began to, uh, advertise it. And I think they call it like something like rotting fish restaurant, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Today, you know, the, the, the camera was on him as he was busy preparing. He's only one guy that works. That means he washes the place. There's one guy only. But there, there's a long waiting list. You go there, you might only be able to eat after you book, uh, maybe one month later, that kind of thing. Right? He said, I found my secret weapon. 
I found my secret weapon just before it totally rots. That means that it, it, it cannot rot, otherwise it will, it will be bad for you. So just before, so it, it has to still be healthy, but bordering on. That, that takes expertise. That takes Kung Fu. That takes believing. And now he's the number one. Not only that, uh, he, he's now teaching people how to do it. So he's called a master in this new art. From nothing, you know, from nobody, from like just another, might as well go and eat Sushi King downstairs. You with me? Uh, no more, they're closed. Eh? <coughs> What's your secret weapon? Ex-church. And those of you who work and have office and have business and have companies and you have, maybe you are running a school, or I don't know, it can be a chakwetia store. What is your secret weapon? For your chakwetia could be chi or cha, you know, and extra pop. Okay, let's, next slide, please. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of stronghold. Do you know that we Christians also, also have weapons? We have a secret weapon that we rarely use. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We keep, you know, dealing with stuff that happens in our lives uh, with just the natural. You know, we, we just like, oh, you know, just getting ideas from my neighbours and just, okay, like, you know, my, my, my family members told me this, you know, it's, and then we, we, we just go through the natural and there's no cutting edge and there's no real difference and we just, hey, but it doesn't work, like, you know, it's, I, I don't know what to do. <coughs> I'm running out of ideas. And yet the Bible says there is a weapon. And the weapon is not according to the world. The weapon is not carnal. The weapon is not worldly. The weapon is of God for the pulling down of strongholds. What's the next slide? Of all the pieces of the armour, this is a question for all of us. Of all the pieces of the armour listed in Ephesians 6, which was the only weapon? Oh, I love that. I love that. So what is the, what, what the armoury? The armory is the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. What else? Uh, the, the feet that shot with the gospel, the shield of faith. And even the shield, see, uh, I've taught this once before, you know, in, in Planet Uni, Planet Shakers Church in Melbourne. And God gave me a revelation uh, that the, sh the faith uh, is a shield, no, it's not a weapon. And many of us who lose our faith uh, actually lose our shield. And that's why the enemy keeps bombarding you. Actually, it's a shield, no? No faith, no shield. So you, you got to know what the weapons are. Because the only real weapon, yeah, like you can also damage somebody with a shield, I'm sure. Slap the fella, cut his head. Like, I don't know. <coughs> but the real weapon is a sword. Is the spirit. I just told you earlier, we don't go to the spirit enough means uh, we are fighting. Do you know if you don't use the Holy Spirit uh, on a daily basis, uh, I don't know where your sword is. No? Kept at home, in the sheath. So you're fighting only with the shield. Come on, fight, fight. You know, I don't I know how far this shield can whack the fellow's face, but, you know, but we got this sword. Nah? We don't use the Holy Spirit's help enough. And not only that, it qualifies that by saying it is the Word of God. Sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Do we have a secret weapon? Of course we do. And it gives us the cutting edge. Last night at homes, I told the people in the, my homes, the Word of God is really that which makes the difference. We were talking about Peter, you know, Peter stepped out of the boat and started walking on water. Can I ask you one question? What do you think caused him to be able to step on water without drowning? Was there like, I don't know, was there something created for him in the water that is concrete? or what, what do you think? So, many years ago, the Lord just said to me, the Word of God was the one that kept him afloat. Because Jesus says, come. So the word come made a way for the water to become like concrete. Because when God speaks, uh, the whole earth hangs in the balance uh, without any strings attached. God said, let there be light. Boom, light. The sun uh, continues to be the sun because of the word of God that sustains it. 
The earth has nothing else around. It's like a magic show. Huh? You know, you turn around, oh, there's nothing holding it. No? It's just suspending in air because God said so. And when God said so, huh, the water starts becoming hard for you to walk on. So when you lose your faith and you see fear, and your faith goes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. What happens is the word is still there, but your faith is gone, so the water becomes normal. So it's, it's, it's the very word that holds you and me up every single day. You know? God, God only has, do you think that God every morning wakes up and says, son, please do your job? Huh? No, he already said it once and therefore the son will always do his job. He doesn't wake up every morning and say, son, please, uh, son, please, son, please keep shining. Huh? No, no need. He said it once, the moon works the way it works, sun works the way it works, the water works the way it works, everything. Oxygen, do you know that even if a little bit of change, uh, we all die? Because he said it already. This will be the measurement of oxygen so that the people can live. You change a little bit of that measurement, we are gone, you know, you know that, right? Do you, do you see the balance that this world operates in? It's the Word. The Word is the sword of the Spirit. You with me? That's got to be our cutting edge, guys. Operate your business by the Word, man. Operate your church by the Word. Pastor, why are you doing this? Uh? The Word told me. Why are you having small groups? Uh? The Word told me. My, I know my, my guys in uh, my homes don't not fully happy with the multiplication, but they heard the Word. And the Word is God said, our church will grow smaller and smaller and smaller in terms of small groups, even as it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. That is not my Word. Uh? That's the Word of the Lord. And as soon as we live by the Word, the Word will sustain us. Everybody okay with this? Let the Word lead your life. Let the, see, you might not even understand. You know, some people will go like, irreconcilable differences. This is a legal term uh, in marriage. God, irreconcilable differences means can divorce. But that's your Word. How about the Word of the Lord? So before you even divorce, uh, can you think about this for a moment? I know those of you who are already divorced, uh, well, God bless you and help you and lead you and give you grace and mercy. I will not... I will not hit on you. I will not bang you down. Uh, this, is not the, this, is, this is not the church that, that wants to, already you are fallen, we kick you. No, we don't do that. But those of you who are thinking about divorce, please think otherwise. Think through the Word of God. What does the Word say to you? Because the Word that kept Peter walking on water can keep your marriage afloat. I want to encourage all of you here. So you, you can apply the Word of God to everything. That is our mojo. <laughs> that is our difference. That is, our, um, that is our strength. Okay, let's move on. And the sword of the Spirit, is, which is the Word of God, Ephesians 6.17. Let's move on. Five things that make up your cutting edge. Let's move on. Number one, Christ. Five things that make up your cutting edge, your difference. What is your difference? You know, if I put this microphone to Elder uh, Terrence, what is your difference? I, I pray that he was, he'll be able to tell me, number one, my difference is Christ. Christ is my secret weapon. Christ is the one that makes the difference. I, I'll, I'll tell you again. Four people gave testimony in my homes last night. All four had Jesus making the difference. In fact, one of the, the brothers said, uh, Pastor, because you taught on worry, anxiety and fear, you taught the word of God already, I believe it, so I'm just going to leave it. Wow. That was, it's as simple as that. He said, uh, okay. He said, I got a pay cut. This is, this is going to rattle some of you. He said, I got a pay cut. But the Holy Spirit challenged me. After you get the pay cut, will you still give the tithe of your original pay? Wow. Wow. Well, we didn't answer that question. Nah. We didn't answer that question because it wasn't a question that we needed to answer because he was going to answer it himself. He said, the Holy Spirit asked me, so how are you going to give uh, tithes according to your original pay or according to your pay cut? He said, original pay. Wow. Is, there is something about faith and Christ I don't tell you what to do. You know, it's Christ that ultimately tells you what to do. Do what He tells you. You know, a young girl at 12 years old, many, many, many years ago, 35 years ago, this story was told to me. A young girl at 12 years old, she was um, going through a really tough time with sickness. And, uh, but she loves Jesus. One day, her father, who's a pastor, walked into the room. Her, his daughter is actually dying. But the daughter had a wonderful devotion that morning. And the daughter said, Daddy, you know, I just got a beautiful revelation of the cross. The cross, in one way, is a plus. 
And on the other way, it's a sword. 12 year old. And sometimes the cross does cut. And daddy, I'm okay with this that I have to suffer. 12 years old. And daddy, even if I have to die, if that is what the cross you know, means to me. And, 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 and she went on. I, I, I can't remember everything she said, but I, I cried. I was in, actually, I was in Bible school for three months and that story was told. 12-year-old, Daddy, it's a cross like this, but it's a sword like this. And sometimes Jesus does allow us to be cut. And when He's doing that work, it's to, to do a deeper work in us. And sometimes sickness is allowed to do a deeper work in us. I didn't say God give you sickness, uh, it's allowed. 12-year-old girl and the father came to Bible school as the teacher to say what his daughter said. Sometimes the cross is like, yay, happy times, happy times, always blessing, always blessing. And sometimes it's a, it's a dagger that, that cuts. And God does that, you know. I mean, some of, some of us may not fully understand that, but at least we accept it. We accept it. There's not always just good times and happy times. It's times where God takes us deeper. Yeah. <coughs> the, the cross is our weapon. Uh, let's look on. This is what Paul said. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The cross, the cross. I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. What Paul was trying to say is that the cross is enough. You know how we sometimes we sing, you know, uh, Christ is enough. We sing the cross. Christ must always be the number one difference in all of our lives. People might, uh, might do it this way, but if Christ tells me to do it this way, I've got to follow Him first. He is the main difference. And some people who, they can't understand the Christian company, you know, because Christian company just continues to go by the word, and people say, oh, yeah, but the environment, you know, we don't go by environments. But the atmosphere, we don't go by atmospheres. You know, but the, you know, uh, WHO said, well, we will listen, but we want to listen more to God. Oh, but, the, you know, uh, Bank Nagara said this. Uh, yeah, thank you for the advice, but we don't just go by Bank Nagara. We go by the one who owns all banks. The cattle on the thousand hills belong to Him. Amen. We go with Him. Christ must be our all in all. Number two, is, oh, okay, thank you. How about number two? Oh, more scripture, fantastic. Okay, creativity. Christ, number one, creativity, number two. And um, I tell you what, uh, God is the mighty creator. When he said, let there be light, there was light. When he created, you know, in seven days, or rather in six days, all were created. Seven day, the seventh day, he rested. He is the mighty creator. When tough times come into a life of a Christian, our cutting edge and our difference, the real difference that we make is the creativity that the Almighty Creator gives us. When we create, we are showing, a, what's the word? A, a nature of God. When we create, we're showing a nature of the Creator and we were made in His image. So many people fail in a time of pandemic because they fail to create. They're just looking at what is there. But really, you should not just be looking at what's there, you should create what's not there. So God calls out the things that are not as though they were. You begin to, you see, you know all this word. You should go back to the word. He says, call out, means use your mouth, confess it, pray it. So again, four testimonies last night at my homes. One of them is from Brother Ben. Brother Ben has a farm in Johor Bahru, but can't cross borders. So his farm was going down, 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 down. He was so worried. And then he told his wife, I think, uh, I'm just going to give up my farm because I don't know what my farm hands are doing. Whether they're working, whether they're stealing, I, he didn't know, right? But at the time where he was ready to give up everything, he sought the Lord. The Lord gave him wisdom and creativity. I want to tell you guys, uh, if you haven't known the power of creativity yet, I pray that you begin to know it today. We Christians are, was not just made to copy, no. We were made to create. I'm going to say it again. Not just made to copy, made to create. And sometimes God allows us to go through stuff so that we are forced to create. 
Yeah. We are forced to, because it's always been inside. But because times are good, uh, you don't create. Times are bad, you want to give up. No, don't close. Don't just close church. Do Facebook. Isn't that creating? Don't just close church. Oh, woe is me. Close church. Then how the people don't get fed the word of God? What happens on Sunday? You all go play golf. You cannot play golf. So. No. You create. You always say, I find a way. Because my God will, will give me a way. Because He is the way. He is the truth. Um, uh, His ways are always higher. I'm coming closer and closer. Thank God you're all wearing your mask. Uh, you know, I, I should back up a little bit. Back up a little bit. Dr. G is like... Uh, okay, so, 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 so listen. Uh, Joshua, 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 Joshi Josh, right, tells me he got 40 staff. First week, this is just being honest, huh? first week, he, I think he shared with a lot of people already, first week, don't know what to do. He said, Pastor, first week, I just watched Korean movie. Because sometimes like, you are so down, so depressed, so like, what? So you just, right? You just give up everything and watch. Just, actually, you're not watching, you just, you don't know what to do. So you're stuck, you're like, oh, I'm dead. Must we all watch some Korean movies? And then he said, no, I can't do this. And then he started to pray the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. And the Lord began, you know, daily bread uh, is not just bread. Uh, it's wisdom. It's creativity. It's opportunity. It's favour. All the bread that you need to make it work. And he totally changed his business around. He said, I'm not going to just sit down and wait for things to come my way. I'm going to make a way. That's where the frozen packets uh, and packages of food, and you know what? It lasted. He fed his 40 staff for a few months. You with me? Create. We have a grab driver in our homes. Grab driver, when the first two weeks hit, who's, going, who's taking grab? So he said, oh, gone. Lah. This is my only source of income. But instead of closing and cancelling, he created. And you know what he created? Oh, this, is, this is already there. Like, he didn't really create, but he said, I've never done grab food. No? As in like, I only pick people up. La. He said, I never considered grab food because, you know, very little money you need. La. He said, the, the people with the motorbike, but I'm driving a car. So he said, uh, never mind. La. I, I love the Christian spirit. La. Come on. La. Can. La. Try. La. Create. La. Come on, I am a creator. You know, I'm made in the image of my creator. I am someone who can create. Bake cookies, do whatever. You know, just, just, just do something, guys. Right? So, he started doing grab food. He told us last night. And grab food itself. Because, you know, he had, I, th I think he told us he had 40, 40 driver friends. About 40. Something like that, 40 driver friends. But only three were willing to go out. All were scared. He said, I cannot be scared. I have Jesus. And I'm going to do it. He said that the grab food that he did gave him 200 ringgit a day. And then when all his friends heard it, then one by one came out. Christians, don't be the last one to come out. We are supposed to be leaders, not followers, okay? Okay, are we fine with that? Create, create, create. Church can create. Company can create. Family. Just, just, hey, creativity is your mojo because he is the creator. Okay? Ask him. You say, I don't have any idea. Ask the Holy Spirit. He's your secret weapon. Number three. Connection. I have found that if you want a successful company, want a successful family, want a successful, successful church, you cannot, you cannot not have connection. And one of the best ways to connect is, is when you actually ask meaningful questions have meaningful conversations. Um, I find uh, that companies that do, really do well uh, work on connecting. I find that churches that really do well work on connecting. Uh, and uh, Jesus connected with his people, the people that he spoke with. He didn't know all of them, as in like, not all of their names. Well, actually he probably did, lah. he's God. But what I'm trying to say is that he probably didn't know all of them, like he knew them for a long time, no. He was only in ministry for three years, three and a half years. So listen, he was speaking to the multitudes, but the multitudes followed him. There was a response from people because when people heard him speak, 
there was a connection. Sometimes they even said, uh, no, no one else speaks like him. No one else. You know, when I speak to young people around the country, uh, I, 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 not always, <laughs> I told myself I'll, I, I, I never want to exaggerate, uh, but there are times when people come up to me and say, uh, Pastor Kenneth, how do you connect with young people so well? And I say, well, it's my gift. Uh, I was given this from God. And so when I do it, uh, I, you, know, you know what it means by operating your gift? Huh? It means it's effortless. Anything you do well effortlessly, it means you have a gift. So I stand in front of young people and connect. Because the next C is communication. But if you don't connect, what you're trying to communicate won't go through. And, and, and I want you to understand this because it's good for your company, it's good for your office, it's good for any... You've got to make the connection. What's the next slide, the connection? I, I want to give this before I close because my elders are hungry. <coughs> Connecting through questions and answers. If you really want to prosper and be successful, you've got to learn... And some of you only got five staff, some of you got 50 staff. It's okay, sometimes you cannot connect with everybody. But you need to know who you connect with and who you shouldn't. Because you cannot connect with everybody. Yes, uh, I see Pastor Ronson nodding his head because he's, a, he's a, one of the directors in Taylor's and he has a lot of people under him. But you need to know who you're good. Because you, it's like this, it's like this uh, Pengho, Rose, you're married, you've got two kids. Uh, sometimes we can accept that, okay lah, maybe Lizzie will listen to mommy more than me. Uh, so, and, and sometimes we've got to be alright with that. Because whatever that Rose has done for Lizzie, has created a connection. So if you want the communication to go through, you say, uh, either, hey Rose, can you speak to Lizzie? Yeah? You, you will work with the connection that's there already. I also don't connect with every single person in X, but I connect with the leaders. So when I want to really touch somebody at the back there, and I say, okay, actually, who does he belong to? Uh, he's in uh, Elder Terrence's home. I'll say, Elder Terrence. Because you see, you spend a lot of time to connect with this person. Every successful church, every successful company, every successful anything, family, needs that connection. No con and it takes time. And you should be also, I'm going to repeat myself, you should be okay with having people build that connection with others and work through them because you cannot connect with everybody. But please connect with the right people, the people that you are trying to reach. No connection. So let's look at the slide as we, as we draw towards the close. <clears throat> Where there's a connection, there'll be a response. You say, oh, my sale's not good. Huh? I'm asking you, did you connect with your clients? You know, my church, huh? you know, the people are not really coming on time. Huh? Did you connect with them? My home's not really growing. Huh? Are you connecting or are you just teaching? I see them on Friday and I teach them the word. But are you connecting? Jesus has such a connection with the people. Huh? They followed him. Because when you have a connection, huh? people respond. No connection, no response. Same thing with your phone. Hello, 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 no connection. Huh? The other person, huh? cannot hear, cannot hear. <coughs> it's like my grandmother. Huh? One time, no, she called my uncle. Called my uncle and my uncle said, hello. They said, hey, hello, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, uh, all, the, all the Cantonese came out. Second time, third time, fourth time, she got so angry. She met my uncle in one of the family dinners. She said, so you Chai, Miss, Miss Naughty Boy. Uh. So you Chai, uh, this uncle Andrew uh, is already 55 at the time now. She's calling him so he's because she's mother. Uh. You naughty boy. Uh. I, every time I call you, uh, you talk first, you talk first. Uh. You never allow me to talk. Didn't realize it was an answering machine. My grandmother didn't realize that as soon as cring, 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 toot. Hello, this is Andrew Chin. <laughs> Leave a message. No. So, so she will go like, hello, this is, hello, Andrew. Hey, uh. toot. And so she, she keep talking and they say, you know, she was cold. See that you talk first, and then when I talk, you don't answer. So when my uncle Andrew comes into the house, he will press replay. And then he'll see all the bad words coming out at the end. <laughs> Didn't catch the hello because she already said hello before the, the, the recording started. I said, Mommy, you always leave me bad words. Why? Who's eh? so you know, Grandma. No connection, friends. How the person going to say hello to you? And that's the same thing with people. Uh, no connection with God. So, no power. 
Connection with your wife, connection with your husband, connection with your kids. You say, how come my kids never respond? Maybe it's no connection. I know parents come up to me, oh, my kids don't respond to me. So, okay, listen, I'm not going to bang you also because uh, different families, different problems, different troubles, I, I, will, I will pray for you. But maybe the Word of God can just encourage you today. When you really have a connection, you will have a response. Communication. Next slide. One may have connection, but nothing important to say. And another may have something important to say, but no connection. Jesus had both. I've got eternal life to give you. I've got words that can change your life. But before I speak, I've got to connect with you. You know how he connected? He gave them food, you know. There was, was there a scripture, uh, XTV, just before communication? I think there was a scripture, you know. Uh, just before communication. And so he just said, uh, what am I saying? Just before, before connection. Yeah, XTV is a little bit worried at the back there. Sorry, XTV. Um, just before communication, there's a scripture that says that uh, they, they follow Jesus because he fed them. Is, there, is it there? If it's not there, then don't worry about it. But just before uh, number four, is there a scripture? I, want, I need to show the people. No, huh? Okay. So let me go to my notes and see. Maybe, maybe I, I'm the one that, that's mistaken. I only have so little time, so let me just try to get this to you. Huh? Uh, um, okay. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. I left it at uh, care. Fine. I left it at care, which is the last uh, C. Thank you, XTV. Thank you for, for um, just being patient with me. Com communication, let's move on. Um, one may have connection, but nothing important to say. And another may have something important to say, but no connection. So listen, you want a successful company? What's your cutting edge? What's your difference? Your difference is that I am a company that connects with my people. What's your difference, X Church? I am a church that connects with my people. It's not just about what I say, it's about connecting first. After I have the connection, I have the response, I will then now give uh, the, 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 the word. And what uh, communication give me the, the scripture? Okay, the scripture is, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. I love that. That is the difference of the church. And that should be your difference also, people. Whatever you do, whatever you're communicating with your staff, with your managers, whatever it is, uh, make sure whatever you say. See, a lot of people, I don't know why, uh, they talk 10,000 things, uh, but they only mean one thing. I'd rather you talk one thing, uh, I mean 10,000 things. Oh, something like that. Uh, maybe not so. Uh. But you know, what I'm trying to say is that, uh, can, can every word that comes out of your mouth uh, be meaningful? Be something that, you know, if I only had, if I only had a few breaths if this, if, this, if this was my dying breath, uh, I want every word to make sense. So we don't want to be people that talk so much. Right we want to be people that once we talk, uh, it, it's like eternal life. That when people hear you and they go out, they go like, I'm so glad I came today. Because not only did this man or woman standing in front here connect with me, sometimes the reason why I come so close to you uh, with all of you having the master is because I love connecting with you. If I could, I would go right there also in the middle because this is, this is the way I've been doing youth ministry for 30 years. Uh, I don't like to be on the stage far away from you. I like to be nearer to you. I, I like to connect with the people, see, look into your eyes. I like to talk to you like that because I'm your pastor uh, uh, and, and I've got words to give you. And I pray that the words I give you, even though it's 45 minutes worth, I pray that it will last with you for 45 years and that you will do so well with it. You take the word, the word of eternal life. Where will we go? Everybody left Jesus, no? But the 12, the 12 said, where would we go? You have to, every time you speak Jesus, our lives change. Every time you speak Jesus. Can we say this about our company? Can we say this about our boss? Can we say this about our manager? Can we, you know, when we, when we meet each other every day, you know, when we have meetings, whatever it is, you know, are we just having meetings for meetings sake or whatever we say, people go like, wow. You know? When you're dealing with clients, when you're dealing with... Uh, uh, you know, today uh, uh, I was eating uh, brunch with my wife at Q. Yeah, someone someone's probably laughing at you now. There's a place called Q Cafe near my place there. And this, see, uh, she ordered her food already. Utapam, uh, bawang. Okay, tose, bawang. I ordered mine. Mine is mi goreng. That's a lot of, that's a lot of food, no? Utapam, 
and mi goreng. This guy who have seen me three, four other times, uh, I don't think he has a degree. He's a simple waiter. But he can remember the last time he walked past me with fresh, freshly fried chicken. Uh, I said, hey, hey, come come. And he came, he said, yes sir, can I help you? And I'm already eating my, 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 my brunch. I said, is that freshly fried chicken? Yes, you've got to give me one. I think he remembered that, no? So now, uh, with, with freshly fried chicken, he's walking past my table. Hey, abang, mau ga? And I actually, uh, I didn't want because now I'm eating mee goreng, no? But how could I resist? Listen, I now uh, did not resist the chicken as much as, no. I was more taken up uh, by his ability to remember I said, give me the chicken. La. <laughs> Thank God my wife also likes freshly fried chicken la, and we shared uh, her Thai. It was so, so good. But I was so, so guilty at the end. Because a plate of me going, but you understand what I'm trying to say. You, know? you want to do good business. Uh, you don't have to have a degree. You, know? you just have the waiter who is just alert enough no, to remember that this abang, when the last time I passed him with fried chicken, and he, he was able to sell one more piece. What an amazing sale. You want to have a good company, good business, good, you get your people, you, you communicate these things, you, you connect, you know, and even, you can even sell ice to Eskimo, no? or fried chicken to a person that's already full. Last one. When the people, okay, care. Oh, what's this? When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. Okay, sorry, the word is care, right? Number five. Okay, so care. So finally, you want to be a business that does very, very well, successful, prosper, make sure you live by your cutting edge. What is the church cutting edge? What, are the, what, what is the cutting edge of the church? What is the cutting edge of Christians? Besides Christ, creativity, connection, communication. You see, I'm closing my eyes because I'm trying to remember everything. Uh, uh, communication and finally, care. Do you care? A church really starts growing uh, when we care. We don't, we don't care about the numbers. No? We don't care about people as numbers. We care about people as people who need care. So as we say in youth ministry for a long time, uh, the young people don't care what you know until they know that you care. The young people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Young people are like that one. They can smell you a mile away. Whether you care or not, whether you come into the ministry just because of, oh, I know I've got 50 years of youth experience, so what? Show me that you care and I will respond to you. So how did Jesus care? So the scripture is, um, XTV, uh, when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, you see, Jesus already fed the 5,000 and now Jesus got up and left. But they saw that he was not there, nor his disciples. They also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus, and when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered, straight to their heart, huh? said, Moses, surely I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't you just love that? He's saying to us all that him caring for the people who are hungry. Because there's a part in the, in the Bible that says, uh, Jesus saw them and had compassion on them. He said, uh, if you don't feed them, they will walk back home and they will faint along the way. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Jesus is not just about signs and wonders, no? And raising the dead and healing cancer, no? He said, don't send them home hungry. But what do we have? Five loaves, two fish. It's okay. Give it to me. He fed the 5,000, uh, and he said to them, you didn't seek me because of the signs. You sought me because you ate and were filled. People will start coming to you in church, in wherever, in your business, because you chose to be a business that cares. Really, really cares. What's the last bit? I, I, I have to close. When people know that you care, they keep coming back. They keep coming back. Do you know there can be a lot of 7-Elevens? Why do you go to one particular one? Because that person showed him he, he cared a little bit more for you. I went to a hotel recently. I lost my car keys. Can you imagine that? I took all my bags to the car and I lost my car keys. You know, the whole hotel staff uh, started looking for my key together with me. And I thought to myself, uh, I probably will come back. Uh. He said, uh, sir, please come back. Uh. I said, I will. 
You know why I ordered the chicken? Because I was hungry? No. Because that person just showed a little bit of care. I can also say no, I'm, I'm full, but I just went ahead and said, because you know, it's amazing you know, how people don't understand this sometimes, but that's your mojo. That's your difference. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.